If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Hello, everyone. My name is Tammy, and thank you for stopping by Tuesdays with Tammy on the Hoarding Solution podcast. And I today I wanted to talk about something that's been coming up a lot for me lately, and that is triggers that I am noticing I have. And I know some of it is derived from growing up in a hoarded situation. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about is certain smells. Like there is a hoarded smell <clears throat> that infiltrates basically anything that has spent time in the hoarded space. And it's very distinct and very overwhelming to me when I smell something from it. And part of that is a trigger because it goes right up your nose, which is right to your brain. It triggers a memory, but it's also really not healthy to be breathing that in. And so the smell that gets into certain things is very difficult and triggering for me. Um, for example, a blanket might have that smell in it and, or I've even received sadly like cards that had that smell and I've had to put them out in my garage and air them out because I can't have that smell in my space infiltrating my living area. So that, that smell is very difficult to smell. And I recently had a situation where someone said, Hey, is this something you left? And I I think this might be something from the horde. And I smelled it. And I was like, no, this doesn't have that smell. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I couldn't believe how much that's in, in my brain or in my senses of what that smell is. So um, other things that are like eggs, eggs need to be very fresh. I need to have no indication that, you know, that statement, we just need to use this up. Ugh, please don't say that. Um, because my first thought is I don't want to use it up. I don't want to be near it. And it needs to go. If it's at that point, it just needs to go in the trash. Um, and that's just me thinking about it. Um, same with milk. My milk experience isn't necessarily hoarding related, but as a kid, I poured milk for the neighbor's pigs and that's um, sour milk smell. If I even detect a hint, it's not happening. I will have my coffee with sugar or nothing um and no milk if that if i even detect a hint that that is just not going anywhere near me so um recently also i was thinking about bread situation and again this was not hoarding uh, but i was a kid and i was having like this chili dog and somebody gave me the chili dog on bread and so i took a bite but it tasted weird and I flipped that bread over and it was like moldy all on the back side of it. And I just, to this day, it's probably why I don't, like I'll eat chili and I'll eat a hot dog, but I do not do chili dogs. And I don't even know if I made that connection till just now, <laughs> but it's funny the things that come up for you. And the other thing, and this is very specific to the way I was raised, we'd have this big tub of whatever brand of margarine or butter, whatever it was, and I remember I was always looking for the chunk in the tub that didn't have 
a jelly mark or toast crumbs or any like I always was looking for that margarine or butter that didn't have anything on it and I can also remember it being very melty in the bottom especially in the summer and so I just really find it sad but fascinating sometimes the things that make me go oh wow this is really like other people would probably be like oh toast crumbs on this they would might just move it off but I'm like no I don't like I don't want my contaminated butter on my new toast or whatever um and I guess another thing that I'm really finding is stuff on the floor like even if it falls there it's there temporarily like I'm involved with doing some different things in my house and so inherently if you are doing something in your house you're going to move things around you're going to it's going to be kind of cluttery and messy and and I but I realized that you know I have control over my space I get to decide how long this stuff sits there I get to figure out that I'm going to finish whatever project I started which was not the case when I was growing up there was a, always a lot of unfinished projects and temporary forever and recently as I've been painting well I have not specifically been painting but my boyfriend has been painting and I've been assisting with cleanup and things like that and I have come to realize that perhaps the reason I didn't start some of these projects is that I thought they might never get finished and I just realized that that is definitely a leftover from growing up in a a space that never quite got done. The things that were done were very nice, very, I mean, the corner molding on the windows was precise. Like, you know, there was attention to detail in the paint, um, on the windows, things like that. But over time it became, it never was a finished house ever. It's still not done. And I have not lived there for several decades. Um, and so I'm coming to realize that that's kind of a triggery thing for me too, is things on the floor. Um, like I can deal with the dust. I can live with that, but stuff on my floor is just not, it's like, it's not okay for me to have a tool laying there or, um, my clothes fall and no one picked, like, I don't, I can't deal with that. Like, it's totally not my wheelhouse to allow that kind of stuff on the floor. And one, it's a trip hazard, but two, like I grew up with that situation with like the pieces of the um, space never being put up on the baseboards, that type of thing. Like it was always laying out somewhere. It was always something that could be a trip hazard. And, and but I didn't really realize some of those things until I started to take a little deeper look at why does my anxiety spike when this is going on. And it's because I relate it so much back to previous things in my life. And I'll just say that I spent a good deal of time in therapy working through uh, trauma and different related things, as well as eventually talking about the hoarding. And that's another point I want to mention because people can go into therapy and not talk about the big thing. Like I've talked with people who have and observed and had conversations over several years with people who, you know, you go into say a counseling session thinking one thing and what comes out is something completely different and turns out to be what was the actual issue. And while there were good aspects of my childhood, there were a lot of things that were really sucky and difficult 
And I didn't really realize how much that was impacting my life until I went to a safe place and found someone I was comfortable with and could actually express all the things that had been going on. And um, so I feel like that it's necessary for us to look at what's triggering us and figure out why that is and are there steps we can take to reduce that and if we are struggling, are we seeking the help we need to get to a better headspace? And May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And in hoarding, there's a lot of mental health things going on, either diagnosed or undiagnosed. Commonly, it's depression and anxiety. And I have a, several generations of people that have hoarded. And I see for me that there is a lot of anxiety that seem to be in those generations and but then hoarding like severe hoarding like terrible hoarding and i feel fortunate in some ways that my main manifestation of any issue actually happens to be anxiety actually happens to be the fact that clutter is very anxiety producing for me and so while i can deal with it while i can pack things up and move through the situations because I've done the on-site work for other people, it's still very anxiety producing, but I feel like in this instance, it's enough incentive. It's a positive because it ensures that while I might have clutter, it's not going to be hoarding. And so I think sometimes we have to really take a step back and look at what are we doing and why and if we aren't figuring it out, then we need help. And I don't say that lightly because I, A, did not seek help for years and B, I never thought I would talk about hoarding or mental health or any of those things in a public forum. So what I have found is that when you start to tell your story, it you become free. You Your burden becomes a little bit lighter because you chose to shine a light. And if you can do that, your mess is your message, as my friend Annette says, um, who has a podcast called A Wild Ride Called Life. Definitely should check that out. Um, her focus also is on mental health and veterans and reducing the suicide rate. And there is a lot of veterans that deal with hoarding issues. Either they escaped it, haha, like I did, or they have parents that have that issue now. Um, and so it actually is um, something that comes up. Also, a lot of first responders are veterans. And so they're coming across hoarding and that in their line of work. Um, but I have whole other things I could go on about, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, you need to figure out kind of if you have a trigger, why is that? And is there something you can do to mitigate it? Or can you um, talk about it? Can you share it? Will that lighten the burden uh, somehow? So anyway, thank you for stopping by, listening to me talk on Tuesdays with Tammy on the Hoarding Solution podcast. And if you are looking to connect or need additional things, please uh, check us out at thehoardingsolution.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Are you facing a hoarding situation all by yourself? What if you discovered that you are not alone when facing that hoarding situation? Are you interested in a more human approach to hoarding resolution? Then please join us in the Hoarding Solution community. You can find us at 
The Hoarding Solution on both Facebook and Instagram. I look forward to connecting with you there and helping you through this. Please know you are not alone. If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. 